0: well hi guys good evening glow getters. oh i just dropped my stone anyways it's okay it was right there i just picked it <laughs> i am your host desiree here with my co-host Camila. we're back for part mm. two let's live got to do with it um we're just kind of hopping right back in where we left off last time guys It's a lot. I feel like romance is such a layered topic. So. Yes. Absolutely. The third episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And last time we left off, uh, you were about to have a date. Yeah. With Tyler. And can I. Well, he he was it was his job to like plan it and stuff, right? Yes. Yes. How did he do? He
0: did such a good job. I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> so we, like you guys know, we just moved into our new place. And obviously we haven't had rent in like a year or more. Um, so Kyle's feeling a little anxious about like what, what money is going to look like, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. So how about date night? We don't spend a ton of money. We don't go out. But that means we just have to be more intentional about it like date night can't just be like you turn on a tv show and then i'm supposed to know that that's that this is date night now
1: this is a date right. <laughs> by the way yesterday yesterday we had a date yeah. i don't know if you know but
0: so we did he had um had gotten some wine and he had ordered korean food and he got me a bulgogi he did such a good job he was like i know that's (laughs) oh you like that um and then we watched the cell with jennifer Lopez, which I think I saw I it as a child, but I didn't movie. actually watch it as a child. So, like, to watch it now, I was so intrigued. I was like, what? I think I watched it before I was,
1: like, 10 years old.
0: Yeah. Which might explain true.
1: a lot and of the stuff. The scenes were
0: familiar, but I just, like I said, I don't, or like I told you in our voice notes, I don't remember actually paying attention to the movie when I was younger. My parents always were watching that kind of stuff, so. I know it was. Like, same. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At some point, we watched a lot of the same movies. hmm during that same it's like the age thrillers,
0: chillers and like, you know, we're just like these children just watching psychological thrillers. I'm
1: like I love those now. They're my favorite. Are people are this crazy outside. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Or. I think I watched Silence of the Lambs at like <laughs> like 8 or I don't know when did it come out? Let me not lie. I guess I have to see when it came out. (laughs) But we watched it when it came out and I was a child. So it's one of my it's my favorite. It's my favorite little like collection. I don't know. Yeah.
0: The Exorcist, the Omen. I watched all of those when I was just just a wee
1: babe. (laughs) Just a child. Just a tot. God man. It explains so many things. Oh man, and why we're just like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stuff stuff happens, man. I was gonna end up here.
1: (laughs) Ordained.
0: Oh, but yeah, he did such a good job. I was really impressed, and it was very cute. He had lit some candles and some incense. I was so proud of him. Mind you, you guys like he would never light incense just there by himself, but because I was gonna be there for the date, he was like, "Desiree likes incense. Let me light some incense." I thought that was so thoughtful.
1: He thought about it. He really did. That's my that's my brother. He did a good job. I'm so proud of him. Mm-hmm. We've come such a long mm. we've come such a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the most memorable romantic gesture you've ever received from from Tyler Reed? Ooh.
0: Let's see. The most memorable, I'll go with like the most recent memorable which is a couple months ago, I want to say maybe even it was in June, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, he took me stargazing as a date. Yeah. Stop. Just... Uh, oh, uh,
1: makes my eyes water. That's how much I like that. went <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. He took me. To- I should keep tissues. Yes.
0: He took me to just like a field, mm-hmm. like a baseball field, almost right. So where it was completely clear, and we were we were away from all the city buildings and lights. Um, mm-hmm. and which doesn't take much here in Central Texas, you guys. Like you literally have to drive five minutes down the street, and you're out of
1: yeah. So- <laughs> Ta da!
0: A field. Yeah, with yes, no trees. Ta da! And this field, and he opened up the. We have a moonroof. So he opened up the moonroof and he popped the trunk and sat the seats back. And like he had a fleece blankets and everything in like the oh back my god! It was adorable. He also brought wine that day. Uh, I know. It's one of my, my favorites. It's
1: <laughs> one can't. of
0: my favorite memories.
1: I can't. I love that. Yeah. I love that memory. Wow. I love that memory for you. Mm-hmm. Damn.
0: It's like a core memory now. You know, like, from the movie Inside Out? Have a- yes! A little glowing ball of me and Tyler sitting in the junk.
1: I have so many, like, core memories, I realize. I'm always telling myself that I have, like, terrible memory. Like, I've always told myself, like, ah, oh, you have awful memory. Because I don't, I don't really remember, like, everything I did, like, the next day. uh uh-huh like, or the day before, you know, I don't always remember everything that was said after like a conversation. <laughs> like, it really depends on what the content was. If it was like, <laughs> right. not the most, like, I don't know, maybe engaging. I, it's just like, pff, mm-hmm. I know it wasn't a bad conversation and that's, that's about all I got. So man, when I get those core memories, I'm like, I'm like, I have a lot of those. So maybe my memory isn't that bad. Yeah. Because it's from all over the place. So anyway, how exciting. I'm Round of applause because we did that last time. Yeah. So I'm going to keep doing this. No. I like this. I'm going to keep doing this whenever I can. <laughs> Man. Okay. So you guys have been together for nine years now. How do you guys at this stage keep, which, which I feel like, I feel like there would be some people that are like, wow, really at nine years, you're going to ask this question. But I feel like this is something that just happens periodically and cyclically within a partner relationship. Um, So how, how have you guys up to this point, especially now that we've established that you're like completely different people from, from when you first met, how do you guys keep the spice alive. Ooh, the spice. <laughs> Cheers to spice. Uh-huh. Spiced rum. Click. Yeah, we have rum and coke tonight, you guys. Cuba libres.
0: Um, man.
1: This was a Joe question.
0: I think it is. It's such a loaded question. I think. I think if you are both people. Oh who are committed to your personal growth. Um, and, and you both had the physical chemistry pretty early on with each other that the longer you're together, the more important the emotional and mental turn-on is, right? So I would say, like our sex life itself has not gotten necessarily any spicier, but we keep it pretty spicy. So, (laughs) so that in and of itself maybe hasn't (laughs) changed much, (laughs) but I think it definitely has shifted in like the last year or two. um, After, for those of you who don't know, I went through like a Tantra um, container. So I, called trauma to tantra um, with stephanie ray she's amazing follow her on instagram um and i learned a lot about myself after finding out a piece of traumatizing information um, mm-hmm. and kind of finding some of the memory but not all of it and so there was a period of time actually recently about a year or two ago that tyler and i were going through where like it was uncomfortable for me to have sex only because I just didn't know what I wanted. So I was like, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: I don't know what I liked. Like I just felt so out of touch with that, that part of myself. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So
0: going through this container really had me get, like down and dirty and like honest about like what I want and trying to explore what I like. Um, mm-hmm. And with that has come a lot mm-hmm. of discussion right? Like we have to talk about it because these are new things now. And I have to one, be brave enough to share with him, um, which is where like cultivating that vulnerability and that trust in each other comes in. Right. Um, if I didn't trust him, there's no way I'd be able to tell him like, babe, I want to try, I want to try this, this sensation box. Like I'm super into sensation play. I think that that's cool, but like, I wouldn't be able to share that with him if, if I hadn't cultivated the trust one within myself, but then also with him. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where communicating, for instance, when it comes to like life things is so important because once we can communicate, when it comes to life, basic life things, or, uh, who's going to take the trash out or whose job it is to switch the laundry, then we can start really communicating about the good stuff, like what I want to do. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But
0: if I don't trust you to talk about the laundry, I can't trust you to talk about tying me up. Like what?
1: <laughs> Sarah, this is. these are the important conversations I, and these are stepping stones to the big conversations, right, you see.
0: Right. Come on. So... Just, I- He's done great, I, though, I, as we've has. said. So I would say, in general, if you're both committed to some kind of personal growth, it's really just about staying on the same page emotionally and mentally. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the most like sexually stimulating things that we've experienced, especially in, like the last year or so, have been mm-hmm. conversation. It's been the conversation
1: before this. Thank the you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll say that's what I've noticed in you guys, just the the increase uh, in intimacy <laughs> level, which is also, I don't know if the vibration would be intimacy, but there's a certain vibration that is felt within the interaction of two people when there is a certain amount of intimacy which I'm sure is what people feel with us but it's nice to 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 really see it to start seeing it now like yeah and and that's been that's been really cool to see as your friend and obviously as more than your friend
0: yeah it's been cool to experience here. too like what a fucking trip <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely like
0: really so something we both really love physical touch and we'll take we'll take a moment Mm -hmm. like when we're passing each other in the house to like stop and embrace each other and just like like i'll rub his back as i'm hugging him and he'll like kiss my neck and we'll just do this for like i don't know two or three minutes i don't know we don't time it we just it's like we're passing each other and it's like hey i want right 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 um but even just that it's like let me touch you girl so intimate like if you want your woman to be ready for sex all the time just do that just do that throughout the day and then like
1: throughout the day she'll be like at the end of the day like
0: yes that night, oh just, like i can't
1: i can't wait to get home you have to do something about this <laughs> please help me out or I won't sleep well. <laughs> Man. So you mentioned that in order to keep some of that, just, I think, interest. I feel like spice is like interest. How to keep that for for, for my brain interest is, is nice. So you said that being on your own individual paths and having like a commitment to self was, was important. So how do you guys, and like, you know, you can speak on Tyler's as, as just as far or as little or in general terms, you know, since he's not here to speak for himself, obviously we're not here for words in. But how do you stay aligned as individuals in your couplehood?
0: um it's a lot of like discovery conversation I would say um we are we are both in a very high transit time right now like for both of us personally a lot of stuff is shifting in our worlds um our mm-hmm. our personal energy and our personal desires are shifting a little bit um so we have a lot of like check in conversations. Um and Ooh. it's not so much checking in like you 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 know sometimes we see these reels where like they're like the three questions I ask my husband every week or you know, like they do these little check in conversations. It's not so much that I have not seen those. Oh my gosh, I love them. I think they're great. I But I
1: I have a different algorithm. So it-
0: that's true yeah i want to make just send me one and i'll start getting them (laughs) yeah um but it's not necessarily like talking about our conflict or or where we might have experienced some friction in that week so much as it's talking about our dreams and again i think this comes back to like we can't talk about these deeply intimate things with people. If we don't have the trust to talk to them about the dishes being taken care of, if I can't trust your ability to check the mail, if I can't trust your ability to again, swap the laundry, if I need you to right? then I'm not going to trust your ability Mm -hmm. to hold space for me when I'm talking about my dreams and desires for my life. Like that's deeply intimate stuff. So it's, it's really come down to us like being able to cultivate again the intimacy to have that conversation and now we are actually at a point where we can really talk about our dreams and desires so I would say like at least twice a week we're having conversations about like something that Camille and I have been talking about a lot lately um that we have recently opened the conversation about again as children and not so much children, but like, is it important for me to have your baby? Yes. Do you want me to be yes. pregnant and have your baby, or can we adopt? Yes. Can we foster, right? Like, because mm-hmm. there's so many ways you can become a mom. Like, I don't, and for me, it's never necessarily been important to give birth. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I'll love a child no matter what. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm also in a place with my own personal health that I want to start making some changes. Um, And I've considered like, so we need to have some conversation. Exactly, I've considered like early surgery and stuff just for my own hormone health. I've always had an unpleasant cycle. So like it's a whole history. Mm -hmm. But, But yeah, if I am not on any kind of birth control, I will likely get pregnant. If I get pregnant. Yeah is this something that you want right so this is a conversation we're having like probably twice a week right now um mm-hmm. we also talk a lot of about- just like
1: new realizations mm-hmm. that you each get like throughout the few days yeah um
0: of- we talk a lot about like where we see <laughs> ourselves in 5 to 10 years but not in that way of like when you go on a new on your first date with somebody right it's not like that
1: oh my god like-
0: it's like, where do you want to be in in the next five to 10 years? Where do you envision your life? Mm-hmm. How do you feel moving through life? Um, what does our home life look like together? What does our travel life look like together? More... Free. Yeah. Like more deeply intimate. <laughs> intimate is like the best word I can think of for it, but more deeply intimate questions because... That's how you mm-hmm. find out like what someone wants and what's important to them and where their values are. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a point in time where when Tyler and I were going to therapy, we were like, our values were so, we had come so far apart. Um, yes. Your, if your personal values don't align, that's where it can get really tricky, <clears throat> right? That's why we work so well is because right now, our personal values are deeply aligned. Like we, if you put mm-hmm. our graphs on top of each other, they fit, they fit beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took a little bit of realization on both sides and also coming to a peaceful place with the possibility that we could not be together. Um it's not Oof, that was a that rough about time. every single day, right? I'm not saying I cause myself anxiety mm-hmm. about it or I'm like, oh my God, any second now he could say something that could like completely change my mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> but We know, we both understand now that people grow and mm-hmm. what is best for him is what I want for him. Even if that means not being with me. And I hate saying that shit out loud, but like, it's true. <laughs>
1: That's a hard one. I think that's a hard one at it all. It is.
0: And same. For- mm-hmm. um, he told me that back in like January. He was like, um, in January, we were we were discussing again, like, what would it look like if we broke up? Um. Mm-hmm. And this is, we were also living with my parents, right? So like, this is kind of a weird discussion to have while we're living with my parents. because like, where are you going to go? In the bedroom next door? <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, um, but it was needed. There was so much so, pressure. In yeah, we definitely had time. to
0: talk about it, and and he was really able to. It took him a little longer, obviously. I think for men, it just always does because they mm-hmm. want to. They want to be the saviors, right? And so he was really just trying so hard to like really save it, but there was no need to save anybody. We were both fine. We were both safe. It was just how to mm-hmm. come out of the place of getting our security and stability and safety and start chasing our dreams together. Because again, that's like a new level yeah. of intimacy. That's a new level of discussion that has to happen.
1: Um, I feel like in, in this society, we're, we're used to either it's like, everybody's chasing one person's dream or the other. Yeah. And it's like and the, one person feels like they need to... Right. Yeah. Or, or maybe they want to, maybe they, you know, they might not see it as a sacrifice, but it's like, that seems to be the dynamic. It's like this household is focused around this, per- what this person does. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, I get to do whatever I do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, that's, that's a very interesting dynamic. So to be able to also like let go of that, like illusion is also really nice. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Also tilt, tilt your camera up a little bit your head's kind of cut off a bit, a little bit better a little bit more yeah cool that's better okay sorry it's continue
0: um but yeah the the realization that like if i needed to i could let him go so that he can be mm-hmm. as happy as possible because that's actually what's the most important to me.
1: Yeah. I think that was a hard one for him as well. Mm-hmm. I mean for anybody. That's a hard that's a hard lesson to to learn. And I think I mean that's that's the lesson of detachment. Whew. Like yeah. there's so many <clears throat> there are so many like definitions and and like negative connotations to the word detachment um but to go into life with like a general energy of detachment is beautiful like that's exactly the energy that you need to bring things in because you cannot be to bring in the change that you say you want because if you're stuck on the idea of how it needs to go then you leave no room for fluctuation you leave no room for like chaos and so if things don't go perfectly for this one vision that you have it's like oh my goodness yeah it just gets so crazy yeah.
0: and then that's how things can feel so chaotic for us
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly oh my goodness so, okay, so you do check-in combos mm-hmm. like, together. So, you as an individual, what do you do in your own life to, to stay aligned then? So, like, as a, as a couple, that's what you guys do. But as individuals, like, what do you do uh, to keep yourself aligned?
0: Right. Um. Definitely, like, maintaining my physical health, right, my gym routine and and staying on top of my nutrition because I know that when my body, when I can't pay attention to anything other than my body, then like nothing else is going to happen. Right. So my body, I need my body to be operating at optimal health. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So that I have the mental space to think about my emotions and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, um, I think this is where like, that feminine surrender that we really think of comes in right because it's like I now it obviously I think too has a lot to do with your lifestyle and I'm an entrepreneur I work from home I have like the ultimate flexibility Tyler works for the state he's a corrections officer. He works at the prison. He has like no flexibility. And I think I've shared with you guys before, like he works these really long days, 12 to 16 hour days. Um, Yeah. Equal opposite spectrums.
1: You guys, if you pay attention, if you pay attention, it, it, it presents itself in these very physical ways. Pay attention.
0: Um, But what i love to do is basically build my schedule around his and surrender to the fact that like of the two of us i am the one with the flexibility so yes i can ask for a specific kind of date night but also like what kind of energy am i giving to create the space for him to have to create the date night right like if he had Mm -hmm. if he had to come home and deal with a bunch of house things and again this is not i am not applying like misogynistic or like these super old school values to anybody's relationship mm-hmm. i'm just saying that for us it makes more sense for me to be the one to do a little bit more of the house chores for me to take care of the dishes because i'm here anyways and like i get to take breaks whenever i want right medically mm-hmm. physically his job requires way more of him than mine does So Mm medically and physically, I can maintain things around the house so that when I come to him and say, babe, I want to do A, B and C, he has the mental space to think about it instead of thinking about, oh, shit, Desiree asked me to do D, E and F and I never even got to it. And then now I got to plan A, B and C.
1: (laughs) Right. And I think there's also on top of that, there's also like being flexible Um about working around his schedule so like you're not you know you're not making things sort of difficult just for your partner um by I don't know like well I have this training scheduled on this day like you're like well this is the day that like I know that he can possibly do the thing or we can possibly do the thing so I'm going to prioritize this day and I'm gonna like even if it's a day where maybe maybe I had to move around a big client or something, it's like if it's if I would get upset with him for for not putting that day for not making that day a priority, then I have to do the same. Yeah, and I have to be able to to do the same, even if that means like you know big ticket clients for your like a specific
0: extent right yeah me which was the next part i was gonna say which is like putting myself in his shoes and vice versa right mm-hmm. we've we've come a long way i feel like both of us putting ourselves in each other's shoes um mm-hmm. and really just understanding that if we're asking this person to fulfill certain desires of ours then that means that like we get to contribute to how, again, how that person creates space to do that. Right. It's not just his job to fulfill like my desire of these beautiful day nights. Like (laughs) it's also my job to make sure that he has the mental space and energy to, to plan that. And if I'm constantly asking him to take care of other things that I could also take care of when I'm here all day, Mm -hmm.
1: it's like,
0: at what point?
1: Which is it? That's that resentment game. Yes. At like, what
0: point am I asking? And that's me? that game of like, I do more things here than you exactly. do here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh
1: my god! Aren't you tired? <laughs> no, man, man. So okay. So you. So you mentioned that at one point you guys were like when you first got to therapy. It was there was a pretty clear divide. So, for people who are who maybe see themselves in in this clear divide, how, in your opinion, like how how do you know when to call it quits with with somebody? I, how do you know
0: it's time? when you run out of room to compromise with each other.
1: answer
0: because that's one thing Tyler and I never ran out of was the room to compromise with each other and even when I was asking for things that may be difficult for him to wrap his his brain around at the time instead of instead of saying like no I'm not willing to do that it was like okay yeah I can do that but can you help me with then these things Right. So, again, mm-hmm. like this this exchange of like, where can we divide the energy? I don't even want to say equally because it's not always about it being like fair and equal so much as it, right. where both parties feel like, yeah, I can manage doing this thing because these other hierarchy of needs are being met by my partner. So I have the right availability to, to compromise with them on these things um right I think like let's use the example of children for instance just because I think it's such a great clear example let's say your partner is like gung-ho like they're like I'm ready to have kids now this is what I've always wanted this is the age that I've always imagined myself having children at and they are not budging on that and then you don't want to have kids yet you want to travel you want to explore you want to see things and do things still um sometimes there can be an age difference but not always like i've i've heard you know two 28 year olds one's ready to have a kid the other one's like no no way (laughs) um
1: which i feel like i i do want to say like i feel like it is possible to travel and like do these things with your baby i feel like it is possible but i think it takes you know an incredible amount of patience on both parties an incredible amount like you guys as individuals need to be like so united <laughs> because you know that is a that is a trek and then of course there's like the financial bit of it but yeah. it is you know I think it can be done but for, sure, but, again, but for sure but again for sure typically has, in this economy that. it's pretty you. You're kind of having to choose, right? <laughs>
0: and it has to be a desire for both partners, right? Like both partners yes, want absolutely. to absolutely have that child, and so yes. if you were at a place where you're like, I don't really feel like I can compromise on that right now. And again, as women, it's mm-hmm. our body, right? So like we we kind of have to be really be honest with ourselves about this because the resentment yes. of putting your body through something that you were not ready for. You, absolutely not there's a
1: resentment that you will inevitably pass time to, exactly. to your child inevitably throw that on to your spouse like exactly. do not yeah. do things before you're ready don't do it you're gonna have difficult difficult parental lessons yeah if you do
0: yeah
1: <laughs> that's all like I mean if you want to do it do it but it's gonna be difficult lessons mm-hmm.
0: and I think if like I think if you, you know, have multiple conversations and you both just still can't like you both can't budge, then it mm-hmm. might be time to call that relationship quits because yeah, because both of your wants are important and both of you should be satisfied. But you Absolutely. are also both clearly not the person who's going to satisfy each other's needs and wants. At least right, right now in this point in time.
1: Right. Not in the presented time. Yeah, it's like I'm ready now. It's like, oh, well, I'm ready. I don't know when, but I don't even know you like that. So (laughs) like, I don't even know if I like like you in that way. You know what I'm saying? It's like I I can't tell you when I would be ready to have your kid. That would be me. Like, that's why it's like it's impossible. Like, you know, what? I need somebody who's like neurodivergent as fuck. (laughs) They'll get me or else it's just going to be like. What? <laughs> Why can't you commit to do it now, tomorrow? We're dying as we speak right now. I'm like, no, we have time. <laughs> you don't even know if you like me. Right. Oh, my God. So you know when to call it quits when you've each just kind of hit a wall and you've gone in circles for the same like topics, you think?
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, I think when there's like no patience out of room for compromise. to compromise, like when you really feel in yourself mm-hmm. that like, no, I'm not budging on this. And like the other person is like, no, I'm not budging on this. Then I think, yeah, I think that's when it becomes like, okay, well, if this is a life thing, like again, children, marriage, travel, even like lifestyle, right? If there's a certain lifestyle you want to live and your partner is like, no, man, I'm not about it um and you're both not willing to compromise at all i think i think that's where it
1: It could be time and it will still be difficult absolutely and you can do it with love and like everything doesn't need to be a fight like every breakup doesn't need to be this like
0: toxic and like a big blowout (sighs) Yeah, fucking movie (laughs) scene
1: (laughs) Nice. Things. oh i can't yeah. like i i love drama i i love drama but but in in the entertainment type of way but goddamn in my personal life like keep it away i yeah. can't i loathe it i loathe it and i will just stare at it blankly like just like a psycho man um but yeah
0: compromise is super important Um, and again like I said earlier putting each other putting ourselves in each other's shoes right like really creating perspective empathy yeah yeah finding some empathy with each other Um, and this this part I would I feel like has been really the biggest shift for us since like the beginning of our relationship if I were to look at the empathy things yeah If I were to look at all of the things that we have grown the most on, yes, there's communication. Yes, there's trust. Yes, there's intimacy. But none of that would have ever been cultivated if we didn't really empathize with each other and, like, really try to understand where the other person was coming from.
1: Yes. I feel like people downplay empathy so much. Like, it's like, if you really took a moment and put yourself in somebody else's shoes let's just say before you said whatever you think you want to say right now if you if that person said it to you like how the hell would you feel Mm -hmm. period it's very easy and i think that's obviously i think that's why we just brush it away Uh, and we, we don't have much time or attention to do any of these things but my gosh like it would save so many arguments so much time like you would be able to laugh at yourself so much more because you would be constantly like imagining these scenarios when your friend says this thing that you're about to say to you and you're like how could you say that to me and you're like whoa okay but that's what I want to say like, to this you're over
0: yourself and like the little arguments yes, and yes like, like, like partner, <laughs> partner have you just like laugh at, yeah you just laugh at it because you're like this is so silly like <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> yes like it
1: saves so much time and like yes. I hate like wasting emotional energy especially <clears throat> I hate wasting it on like lower vibrations and I have such little patience for people that I, that I feel are wasting their, their energy. I'm like, this is a waste of your time. Yeah. But I really just value, I I value my energy now way more than I used to. And hopefully I'll continue to value it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning how, but Oh my goodness. But I,
0: I, think I take it so personally sometimes not, when i see you're in a relationship or not you're always learning how to how to not waste emotional energy yeah. yes yeah. yes
1: like <laughs> keep your peace yo like run it through your mind like use it use the yeah. tool it's there to help you like your imagination is there for a reason exactly <laughs> It's there to help you run through scenarios, like at the very least, like just practice, practice saying what you're about to say. Like, man, I wish more people did this. Obviously I understand that like, there's a, there's a limit to doing this, right? Because this is the very behavior that leads to overthinking and that's okay. But like, like you don't have to overthink it. You just like think a little bit, like just think a little bit, think about your response. Like overthinking takes a lack of Mm self-awareness if you're doing this intentionally then you can you can resist the you can see the overthinking cloud and you can like bitch yeah I'm focusing and a little easier a little
0: easier and I (laughs) it still takes practice absolutely but I think too (laughs) I think what's kind of been a blessing for us like I mentioned in the first episode is that for all of our friendship, Camilla has pretty much been single and I have been in a relationship with Tyler. So what's cool, I think about that is that we don't necessarily have to overthink the what ifs of the opposite situation because we're watching that opposite situation all of the time. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And where did I come from? Like when you met me, I was coming out of... Right.
0: Exactly. You were coming... Out of a divorce. So exactly marriage, <laughs> marriage in and of itself, like relationships for sure, long term relationships for sure. But marriage in and of itself is like a whole box of lessons. It's Pandora. <laughs> <Mowage.
1: laughs> oh, you know I love that movie.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's amazing. It's a great one. It's a great one. It reminds me of my grandma. Oh.
0: It's one of my favorite. That's again like a core memory movie. Like
1: Yup, same fame. for sure. With my little bubble TV that I had in my room <laughs> that I got one Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of I Russia, used to sneak out.
0: <laughs> Speaking of your divorce and being single and all of that. Um I I am Ooh. curious how your perspective on all of these romantic things we've been talking about, so empathy, trust, communication, intimacy, how has your perspective on these things shifted since you've been single um, and actively on your personal development journey? Well,
1: (laughs) what a loaded question. Like a loaded potato. (laughs) Well... I think that first of all, my maybe I've become a little bit more like cynical, maybe. It depends what like language I'm choosing, like how feisty I'm feeling that day, like what language I choose like to to like talk about it. I've definitely or like cynical or perhaps down to earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perhaps like I'm definitely not so much up in the clouds about like romance, of course being married in in the best way was just kind of like being a boulder and then somebody shoved me off a cliff and then I just like fell somewhere else. (laughs) So it was very heavy and fast and just like, "Ah!" (laughs) boom. And then I'm like, oh, wow. She was right the whole time. I have mentioned that like in every podcast because I hope that one day she'll listen to like at least one of them. And she'll be like, you know what? She acknowledged I was right. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, yes, I did. You were right. You were right. But it was hard. And so, you know, I, (laughs) it definitely like blew past all the like rainbows and stuff. Um I you know I suddenly understood like hormonal lust and I was like okay great this is explanatory this is not love this is just this this doesn't mean love um certain conversations don't mean love um so it it did immediately shift like I became a little bit for sure kind of sour about it and at this point at the I'm not sour anymore. Like I'm I'm in a stage like I'm I'm open I think for this really now. Balanced
0: out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Um but it's definitely most of all just like really showed me how how much work it really is <clears throat> on all levels and you're not just end it and it showed me that, you know, you are not just in a relationship with yourself. Or you're not, well, it, for me, it was flip flop. You're not just in a relationship with somebody else, Camila. You're also in a relationship with yourself. Right. And at some point, I had lost. Well, I didn't really know, I guess, who I really was. Like, I knew who I was I mean, you get
0: under like. When you got married, first of all. Like, nobody exactly, knew who they are when yes. they're like, 17 or 18. Yes.
1: Exactly. We met at 17. We we were like we are like 2 months apart, so we um we turned 18 around the same time. He left for the military, came back during R&R. Like he left, he was deployed to real war. Came back during R&R, which is 2 weeks. I hadn't seen him in 9 months two weeks and proposed to me on December 24th on Christmas for all his family so it was beautiful but also there's a lot of pressure I'm just saying so anybody that's like trying to do that to like a teenager like just even if you're a teenager too just like <laughs> just like maybe think about it like you know do some empathy and like see like maybe that would be a lot of pressure you know what I mean especially when you're like a hispanic family yeah old. right right you know it wasn't just like his mom no, his it was everybody. His sibling no all the P. It was everybody so was
0: there. It, was,
1: <laughs> it was being recorded it was being recorded it was being recorded oh by a lot of people <laughs> even now my heart is like oh my god but but it was still you know it was still beautiful it was very like but you know it was Hallmark and like yeah. Lifetime it was beautiful it was very cute especially for like how young we were like you know we we still ran on the like love is enough mm. theory as long as there's love it's fine and it's like no <laughs> unfortunately that no so that that was definitely a lesson that um that I had to learn so I mean. And I think I learned it being that I did get married quickly and I tried to do this quickly. I think that I learned these lessons kind of early in life. So that's kind of nice. Um, But. Yeah, how has it changed my perspective? Definitely in just that it's 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 hard and I am and because I really understand this, I'm just really not willing to do it with just anybody anymore and I'm willing to meet like whoever I need to meet. At this point like I don't even I don't even Tinder date like I it depends how you want to look at it like you could it could be on the perspective that like i'm just tired number one of i hate the swiping like it numbs my brain out and like i can do it forever and i'm just like wow like i don't like anybody mm-hmm. so i got that going for me so what's the point of this and then uh on or you could see it from the perspective of like i am And from a human design perspective, I am to be invited to things Mm -hmm. and just universally many of the things that that I have achieved in my life or started in my life, anything, jobs, whatever, have just sort of come to me. I've sort of I have been invited um, to these opportunities. They just come um, and I can choose to take them or not. Mm um and so me like looking like a psycho like just scrolling like a psycho because also like I'm a human being and I'm just as addicted to my phone as everybody else on this planet and like at this point sometimes I just I don't even see them and I'm just like swiping one way so I'm like why am I doing this that doesn't really that doesn't really show much confidence in the grand scheme and the workings of the universe. So I'm like, fuck it. Like if I'm going to, if I'm just going to let the, let things come to me, then I need to stop, stop trying to find them. Yeah. Let the thing come, stop trying to look
0: for the thing, let whatever thing come. Right. And the easiest way to explain, um, and also so, like side note biologically attraction is so much more than like a fucking paragraph that you can put on a dating app. I'm sorry, but like your voice, yes. how you smell, how you touch me, like that all plays a part in if I'm attracted to you and I can create this dream person out of your Tinder profile and then I meet you and I'm like
1: completely You don't even match your picture, bro. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I hate it. It makes me so upset. I'm like you guys, like just be onyx. Come on, be onyx. Just be cool. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, red flag number one. So I'm just, I just stopped. I'm like, if you, if you have a filter on most of your pictures, not like some, but if like, if if most to all of your pictures are filtered, I'm gonna be like, nope. Like I just can't. Right. Just from that alone, I'm like, you're not even willing to show me like what pimples you have on your face, like. I'm gonna be like whoa or something I don't know but but anyway basically it's shown me that relationships are very hard yeah um yeah and 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 being you know making sure that you are doing the things that keep your sanity that you've hopefully now hopefully you've taken a break from like your last relationship or whatever the fuck, there's been a gap where you've been able to take some time for yourself and hopefully you've realized some things that make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully you've started putting those things into practice. And the idea is that you can find a partner who's also doing these things so that when you start trying to keep your self-care routine up, you know their own like insecurities of what could this mean does it mean that you know you don't want to hang out with me because you don't talk to me 24 7 or you know is is the gym being your time does that mean that you don't like being with me or that you don't enjoy the time you have with me like it, you know it's it's very important if you are on a on a on like a growth path that somebody that you find somebody that, that is also there, it just becomes, it's just easier Mm -hmm. to kind of interact in this physical world because we have these sort of set things that we do for ourselves. And therefore the other person will already understand this dynamic. And they know that if I don't let you do these things there's no way that I can get that amazing energy from you that I felt the first time we met Yeah, all the time. How can I, how can I do that? Yeah. Like if you're not doing it, so. Right
0: into my next question, which is how do you prioritize self-care? And what is its importance? I think especially when you're single or dating, right?
1: Well, I'm still in my own, you know, personal life, obviously I'm, I'm still trying my best to to make sure that I'm always doing my self-care things some of my self-care things um discipline and patience is one of my like it was like imprinted. It's imprinted somewhere in my body. I'm sure some mystic out there can see it for sure somewhere. But it's imprinted somewhere here that I came here to learn discipline and patience. And so I'm working on it. So like, oh, man, for me, I I know it will be important for me to find somebody that can, with their own routines, just my natural kind of This like mimic getting on the same sort of wave as somebody like hopefully it I I just need someone to help me continue to to do things for me instead of like enabling me to get into that energy of just like overall like martyrism right where I feel like that's just the typical energy where we just like oh my god I just like like, you so much like I just want to spend like Every single day of life with you forever, and I want to talk to you all day. Yeah. And it's cool, we've just met, but I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna not do any of the things that we do. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna meditate for like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Which seems like such a little thing, but like at this point I realize like looking back now, I'm like, oh my god, like Camilla, you've been meditating. Like almost every day especially now it's definitely almost every day now it's since 2020
0: of us right
1: yes like if I if I don't like if I go a couple days like my anxiety really does I really do notice these like physical changes and I get like a lot like easier I'm just like Mm -hmm. whoa and I'm you know I am more self-aware now so when I don't when I do let myself stray from these things out of like like, just hormonal feelings, um, I really hear the part of my brain that's like, you're not like, we're not doing this, we're not doing this, you know, I feel my body start getting into more pain, because all of a sudden, I'm not going to the gym, because I'm going to hang out with this person instead of like doing that, where maybe it's not something that we can do together. But like, you know, hopefully, I would find somebody there sometimes we could go together doesn't need to be an all the time thing. Um, but it's, um, it's just, it's incredibly important because there's just no way that I could always be, hopefully they, hopefully I will present myself to them (laughs) and hopefully they will fall in love with myself, the authentic self. Uh, I cannot be that me (laughs) if I don't do certain things, um, and in the past, and if, and for me, I've also realized that I do need time for myself. And for a long, long, long time, I would tell myself that I don't want to be alone ever. <laughs> like, woo! My sister asked me a very important question when I was married and was like, what? You know, I was going through a difficult time with him. And she's like, well, what do you do when he's not there? And I'm like. I don't know, just like watch TV and stuff. And she's like, what do you like to do? And I was like, I don't understand the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just told you. <laughs> it's like, what
1: do you like to do when you're by yourself? And I was like, like, sometimes like walk the dogs. Like, <laughs> she's like, do you even know what you like? And I'm like, no, I guess not. Like I used to like color sometimes and stuff. <laughs> and she was just like, what? And I realized at that moment, you know, like, damn, what do I like to do? Who, you know, that's that, like, who am I with? this I, yeah. Who even am I? And who even are we? Like, we, we also, since both of us were kind of in the same boat with ourselves, like, we weren't really, like, this authentic pairing even together. Like, we were as authentic as we could be at that time together. <laughs> but, like, even then we were not authentic because, like, I couldn't authentically talk to him and he couldn't authentically talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is is—it is very much of the utmost importance that like we're both on this journey of always growth We're like we're always willing to hear each other. Um, and also just like it helps you stay sane up in these streets.
0: <laughs> because because it is hard then we need rest bro like you can't be yeah all the time man
1: (laughs) yes no but i mean just like dating in general like it is hard up in these streets like you need to be able to calm down because if you are someone who is like if you're like me like i got divorced um so we, we, we separated like 2015, 16, something like that. And the divorce was finalized in like 2017. So since then, I've really only tried to date like three-ish times, um, like really like, okay, maybe this person, let's really try this. Um, Twice, <laughs> okay. Um, and in between like there's just, there's a lot of of little lessons. There's a lot of kind of, um, you know, you're learning about yourself. If you are involved in sexual relationships, you know, you are learning about your sexuality. Whereas like Desiree's in the reality right now where she has a partner where she can explore her sexuality with this person. You are in the sort of stage where perhaps you're now exploring the sexuality with like, Humanity, which is really strange to say. Um, But that's the best. Those are the words that I that I have right now, like by experience, as the experience goes, each experience you have, whether they be few or far between, you start learning something about yourself that somehow does prepare you for this person that, you know, you will have the, the patience for it is. I think it is very difficult in our society to not start relationships when you are single, um, in the sexual fashion. Mm -hmm. I think that's just very difficult. Um, not impossible. Absolutely not. Um, and I think that you do get to a certain point where you just realize that sex is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, it is everywhere. And if, if you would like to do that, you can do it at any, at any point. And so if it's just about that then don't even bother about like trying to have a relationship, it's fine. Like if it's just, if it's just like, if it's just good, it's good somewhere else. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, so so there's, there, there's sort of that, that, that little lesson that, that I've sort of learned along the way. But, but because of this, it is very important that you have some kind of self-care routine because when you are kind of on this path in life, you are going to be constantly faced with yourself. Everybody's a mirror, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to be constantly faced with you. And the things you either have yet to let go or yet to work on blah 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 and that's tough like that's tough um for example i am someone who has to work on uh, my own rejection wound right so um but i also suffer from like martyrism so there's also when you when you come from a rejection wound you also have to learn to like set your own boundaries and setting boundaries can also mean rejecting people or rejecting ideas etc etc cuz you're like no from here you can't so that can be very difficult um especially depending on like how much of a of a of a pushover we grew up to be yeah um so this is has in this way, like self-care has been very, very important. And I really didn't like really focus in on it until like, you know, 2020 with like the meditation, but like 2019 kind of with like the studies into like, okay, I want to, I want to do this, but it's, it's absolutely important. It's, it's absolutely important. Obviously while you're being single, I think because dealing with the world in general, especially if you're anybody that's neurodivergent it's just on a different level so dealing with the world in general is exhausting going outside is exhausting (laughs) like trying to explain to people how you feel can be exhausting you know so (laughs) so just that alone like we need uh we need ways to be okay with being we need ways to go into ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we need to be we need to find ways that we can be okay being our full selves when we are outside of ourselves, which is something that I feel like collectively we're, we're trying to learn how to do for sure. Like just be weird and just be fine. Yeah. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's at this point routine leads to your self love development. Right. So Mm -hmm. then more self love we develop, which side note, like just as your best friend, it's been so cool to watch that part of you shift and grow especially in like the last year or two i'm just like wow <laughs> she's, so she's so beautiful but to watch you oh my God. To thank you love because the more we love ourselves then the more capable we are like we always say right of loving others and like the more we're able to really be empathetic in those relationships when we are in them um
1: exactly yeah so
0: it's it's all like it takes work for sure
1: yeah it takes work to be empathetic too like you got to put in your your you got to practice like your imagination and so many of us are so many of us pretend that like we don't have one
0: right
1: are you a human like with a brain right you have you
0: play imaginary games and have imaginary friends when you were little i did (laughs)
1: maybe you don't play i mean i'm just like how do you come up with decisions how do you decide between one thing or the other thing period i'm not saying that you have to imagine stuff but like surely maybe you imagine one thing or the other thing or you hear one thing over the other thing like you come on Mm -hmm. yeah right stop stop telling me it's silent in there stop it you need to be locked up if it's silent in there you need to be locked up you're the great because that means you're a sociopath and you need to be locked up you're a psychopath
0: oh man if it's i think though that part yeah it does take work and it takes work when it's just ourselves or in a relationship right
1: yes oh
0: my god um every day which leads me to my next question um which is, do you believe in the idea of soulmates and or twin flames? Or do you think that relationships require continued conscious effort?
1: Well, the trick question. <laughs> I hope nobody failed that test. Nobody failed that one, I hope. Um. While while i do think that you know the energy of soulmates and the energy of twin flames is a thing that exists like we are drawn to to certain people and we are drawn to certain people in in certain ways and we learn certain lessons from certain energies um regardless of that or whatever the hell you want to name it, because also all of these semantics and all of these names drives me. I do not care what you call it or what you want to call it. Absolutely. Any relationship period is going to require that, that you want to last mm-hmm. any lasting relationship is going to require. And okay, let's go back. Any Healthy, lasting relationship is going to require continuous conscious effort, period. Yep. It doesn't matter the type of relationship. If you want it to last, you have to be at least a little present in, in, in what's going on in your head so that you can be present as to what's going on. With the relationship with this individual and just like you know trying to brush off you know maybe any accountability in a in a toxic relationship we'll call it in a, in a dysfunctional relationship i don't like the word toxic at this point it's too much it's everywhere <sighs> Um, we we like to use things like it was just me, twin flame. Like, stop.
0: Right. I'm done. Oh, I can't. Yeah.
1: I'm done. I can't.
0: I hate. I I get. I
1: don't really like as much as I. Ah, man. I like words as descriptors, and I like that they can explain to us like what the general population understands by this certain word. I try my best to like not get too stuck on work. It's like, I know that I have ADHD, but I'm also not, at this point, I'm like, okay, well, this is just something that I've had all my life. So now let me see, like, what, what has it enabled me to, to accomplish? Like what, I have a name for it now. So that's cool for like the left side of my brain, for the rational side of my brain. Awesome. We got a name. Excellent. So we still, our brain is still this way. So what 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 have we accomplished and trying to just focus on on breaking it down versus just like I don't know focusing so much on like or I don't want to say blaming blaming or
0: so it's for me it's... It, it feels like <sighs> a very like strict definition, right? Like when I say soulmate, people have their very like defined thoughts of what that is Mm -hmm. and it's like like for instance camilla is one of my soulmates camilla and i have been lovers we've been brother and sister we've been sister and sister we've been brother and brother but like that doesn't mean that i'm going to excuse unhealthy behavior exactly because that's my soulmate right so i think that's where we exactly the problem is like we're like, well, this person is my soulmate. I can feel it. I know it. Do you know how many soulmates you have? Especially if you're human. So today. many. Like you have so many soulmates at this point. You are running into so they're everywhere. That you've already known before. <laughs>
1: everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs>
0: exactly. They're everywhere. We have multiple soulmates in this lifetime. I think it's more so like do you choose to work on that with them,
1: right? Yes, it's like, that's what I mean. It's like people really get lost in like these definitions. And it's like, just because all your, okay. So what you and I have is this energy vibration, this intimacy, right? This like innate sort of intimacy before we actually cultivate like our physical intimacy. It's like, there's something that draws me to you. where like, we can just be open with each other without necessarily having to cultivate all of this, uh, all of this physical things to support this feeling. And so that is what these people are feeling. And someone has decided to call that, put a word to that. And they say, well, that's just soulmate. Anyone who gives you this feeling is a soulmate. That doesn't mean exactly. It doesn't mean that you don't have to work on on anything. It doesn't mean that like, oh, at the time that you meet your soulmate, you are in like, I don't know, perfect energetic conditions to never quarrel again like you will never be subject to the chaos of life and so long as you stand next to each other forever and exactly. ever. Like, like it's yeah oh my lord like it's it just like we we ourselves just kind of blow up this word into some kind of like strange fantasy and therefore no one can ever fulfill it like mm. any soul would, we're like well i guess that wasn't my soul or maybe it was but you know if both of you though were not on the path on the on you know your path of growth, if both of you are not on the path of like being uh, healthy partners together, then that's what they want to call a twin flame. Exactly. Then it was a twin Once flame, it's
0: unhealthy or toxic. Then it's your twin flame.
1: Correct. Then it's a twin flame, and then at that point. But that is what we were, what Desiree was saying earlier is like, how do you know when to call it quits? Is like, when you guys, number one, if you're meeting, if you've, it's, it's only been like a couple months and like you're already fighting all the time, like, come on, you guys, like, and if you are participating, whatever side you're on, if you are participating in this fight and you have been participating in these fights for the past month, you're also part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Period. 1000. So let's also learn to come, clean about where we stand in our relationships because this is also i feel like with these terms we we really we just like to find ways to not take accountability for our actions as human beings and it's like and it it just stunts our growth in in so many ways like (laughs)
0: You know, our most... Twin flame. That one, I feel like when we don't want to take accountability for our own actions and why the relationship failed, we like to call them a twin flame. And I'm like... "Mm."
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'm like, no. (laughs) No. And then it's like... It sends you on this like loop of trying to like categorize like every relationship you've ever been in where it's like, oh my God, you've just given like your ego one more word to try to use as like a way to not have to take accountability for your own, Mm -hmm. for the way that you've also behaved in relationships, even if you haven't necessarily behaved poorly. um, But it's just you allowing certain behaviors continuously. Yep. Um, which if you're like a martyr like me, that's kind of where we end up kind of going, where we just find excuses for this behavior that we have seen before. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it is hard. It is hard. So... You know, while I definitely believe in the idea of the soulmates in the sense that, like, I understand now that this is an idea that has been created and accepted by a percentage of people. Like, these are words now in terms that at this point, like, you can just freely say and everyone has at least heard of a soulmate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. So in that sense, I'm like, yes, I believe in this idea and I believe that the people believe in this idea. Mm -hmm. However... Despite what you want to call it or what you want to call the connection, absolutely any type of healthy relationship is going to require continuous conscious effort. And part of why so many relationships now, no matter the spectrum of relationships, are failing is because neither party or one party or the other is not conscious, is not conscious. They are still walking around very closed to what they do and how they behave and how they act in the world. So it just goes right back to what we were talking about earlier of just how important it is for each individual to at least be on the same path of like growth of like self growth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least for, for us, like, obviously it's, and I think self-growth also looks differently to other people so that's that's fine yeah (laughs) for us it is this way that we have described um but yeah it's absolutely imperative it's it's imperative it's like I I just don't know how we would stand each other at this point (laughs) especially now like the vibration is just keeps changing and changing on earth, okay? Like <laughs> we just have less patience as a whole. And I and then on top of it we are in our 30s. Like there is also that age range where we just like, you know, what I have patience for is just more defined by like not just my mind, but also like my physical body. Yeah. And so and my I have physical boundary. reactions Yes, I have physical reactions to 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 people that I like don't care to be around anymore. <laughs> it's like how 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 would we not how would we not just like annoy the crap out of each other
0: right. if we're not yeah really conscious and you know me yeah. present in the relationship. I get annoyed real quick. Yeah, real quick.
1: I'm like, no, this person is hasn't even heard yeah. me at all. <laughs> at all I haven't heard me at all I have um, zero
0: patience
1: man yeah
0: I agree with that completely yeah
1: and it can be scary sometimes too I think
0: huh I said I have nothing to add to
1: that oh yeah I mean I'm just gonna add that I think it can be scary sometimes too like people that are you know because there are all different types of people and Part of self-analysis is also recognizing like how we react to people that we like and especially mm. how our hormonal reactions like what are her um, yeah how our hormonal reactions affect our like brain processes. Yes. And through self-awareness we can also understand like our obsessive patterns. And this is imperative, I think, when like when when going out with people and interacting with people, because things can be, you know, some people can be pretty kind of scary. Like they're a little like they get a little obsessive and they get obsessive in the same way that like I recognize that my brain can get obsessive. But we Mm -hmm. have different ways of processing. And some people have some people we know things, guys. We have T V. Yeah. Some people. So, so be careful out there. And it is very yeah. important that, you know, if you are on the path of growth, that you find somebody that is also actively trying to grow and get to know themselves. Um, because if not, it's like, you know, they literally don't question anything that they say or the way that they behave towards you, they don't question it at all.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, who are they really regarding? Right. If they are not conscious of their own actions, who are they regarding? It's not you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you definitely can't ask them so, to try to like consider you if they already no. aren't doing because
1: according it. to them, they think they are. Right, exactly. You see. Because exactly. they're obsessed <laughs> with you. So they're like, dude, my brain is only thinking about you. What do you mean everything I, I do is for you? At
0: like, this point. You're like,
1: ooh. I don't think you know I'm gonna let you figure I'll it out go have a good day finger gunning away now like man it can be tough out there you guys so
0: yes please be safe get you some always tell your friends get you some
1: routine (laughs) yes yes at least one of your close friends should have like your location when you go out just in case, even if you're like a super intuitive person and you're like, nope, the vibe is good. It's like, that's cool. Okay. Send it anyway. Tell him anyway. Exactly. Just send it anyway. Yeah, exactly. send it anyway. In fact, if his vibe is so cool, then...
0: Oh, man. <laughs> well, I think next time we really? get to creepy dates or weird dates or fun dates, all the different dates. Okay. On. Yeah,
1: let's keep all the different kind of... Oh, oh, <laughs> I thought this was going to be, like, a share, but no, it's, like, dates I've been on. I'm like, oh, God.
0: I'll do some dates, okay. too, but...
1: <laughs> Man, like, I'm I will start making the list.
0: Now,
1: so. Right. I'll make the list. <laughs> fun dates with Tyler. Oh, Part my God. No.
0: Oh, this was, a really? good, this was a good talk tonight. Yeah. You this got- was
1: fun. I always do this. Sorry. Like, hey, good. Stop.
0: That's how we say, that's how we greet the aliens, too. We come in peace.
1: Beep. Boop. And we'll do this, like E.T., but instead of like this, we'll be like... Yeah. E.T. I can't wait. I can't wait. They're here, you guys, obviously. All right. The United yes. States finally admitted.
0: Yeah, we love the aliens. It's
1: a different topic. It's a different topic. You're right. Okay. We'll talk about, we'll talk about
0: sorry, that in another episode. Oh,
1: good night guys
0: bye make sure you guys check the show notes for all the links Camilla's shirt link will be in there our Instagrams obviously make sure that you're following us to keep up with all the other stuff and uh, we'll see you guys next time Bye. bye